welcome to Dear Ashley, where, friendly reminder, we are definitely uncertified and probably unqualified, but ready and willing to give you advice. I am joined today by my husband, Steve. Hello. Who um, made bacon today <laughs> and did not make a single piece for me. You didn't leave a single piece of bacon. That feels intentionally hurtful. I think there needs to be some qualifiers next to it. Okay. I asked you around, let's say, 12, 15. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you want a sandwich? I'm right. making sandwiches. Didn't want a sandwich. You didn't You didn't want a sandwich. I didn't. So therefore, I went and made a sandwich just for me. Yep. Turns out there was enough bacon left just for that sandwich. Oh, really? There were three halves, four halves. So there was two full slices. Of the thick cut. We at the Brayband household cut our bacon in half and put that, cooked that in the pan. Uh, and I made myself a lovely BLT. And those four slices of bacon, why, we were already fighting and you started another fight. Well, I, was, I wasn't going to bring up the other fight. I so so was, your tactic was, <laughs> was let me attack it with something else. If you are making bacon in a home and the smell permeates the entire house, I feel like you need to leave some for anyone else who is home. You can't make bacon and not share it. If it, or... The other side of the argument, I was going to call you a name. That's uh, a good way to start. If you ask someone, do they want a sandwich? I didn't want a sandwich. Well, listen, listen. If you ask someone, do you want a sandwich? And they say, no, I don't want a sandwich. And then you go take all the ingredients to make the sandwich you were going to make them and just make it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing left over. You've done nothing wrong. Go on, go forth on your day. Sure. You've done nothing wrong. Okay. So if I it just so happened in the scenario, just in the scenario, if you said yes, Mm -hmm. I wanted a a sandwich, I would have tweaked the sandwich. I would have made a turkey and bacon sandwich. But I don't want. I didn't want a sandwich. But like, you can't smell bacon and not want it. It would be like if I asked you, Steve, do you want a snack? And you're like, Nah, I'm good. And then I went down and I made homemade fresh chocolate chip cookies in an oven, you smell it, and you're like, oh, that but smells that, incredible. But, but, Can I have one? That, to- oh, I didn't make incorrect. enough for you. Incorrect. You said you didn't want one. Incorrect. You're making cookies. That's not a snack. You make cookies for the house. Okay, and bacon's not a sandwich. Bacon is an ingredient but, in a sandwich. But that's what, like, a cookie can be a snack. And if you said you didn't want a snack, and so I just made cookies so for I, me. So I would, <laughs> if you, ju- if you went, went downstairs and made two cookies. You made two slices of bacon! <laughs> what? Listen, you made two cookies just for yourself, and I said, hey, I don't want a snack, I would have been fine with it. Sure. We're going to do this experiment. (laughs) The weirdest thing about it, and the flaw in your argument, is that you don't just make two cookies. You You don't don't usually make two slices of bacon either. You make a batch. Yes, you do. You make a batch of cookies. You don't make a batch of bacon. You make a pan of bacon. If you're you're a sandwich artist like myself... And you're making your own lunch and you want bacon on that lunch and on that sandwich, you would make the amount of bacon for that sandwich. If, if, the, if you, as a sandwich artist, your order was two orders of sandwich with bacon, you'd make enough or you'd tweak it if you don't have enough right, for as, those two sandwiches. As a husband, you'd be like, things. oh, I'm making bacon. Let me throw in an extra piece. We don't have any. Go downstairs and look. There's okay. no extra pieces left okay. to cook. Sure. I maxed out the bacon. Sure. Bacon's gone. Put it on the grocery list for next week. All right. You guys, please let us know what you think here. If it is okay to make bacon 
let that smell spread through your entire home no, that, and not have enough not for question. everyone. That's not the question. I think it, you've, <laughs> that's the question. The audience has heard both sides of the arguments now. <laughs> Vote who's winning the, we'll call this the opening preamble debate. That's a opening and preamble kind of contradict each other out. Uh, <laughs> I, I predict a 100% I think, clean sweep. I'm with, I, I think, take my here's my this. take. I think if you and I hadn't been fighting, you would have broken off a little piece of bacon and be like, here, this is for you. Because that is a loving thing to do for no, somebody. No, I wouldn't have. Because yeah, I do. In fact, the bacon was kind of old. And I don't know if I should have eaten it in the first place. I just but I really no, Last no. week for the Super Bowl. But it, Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is perfect, it did, it delicious, well, thick cut. It didn't turn out that great. My sandwich was like uh, besides the a point. C plus. The point B is, minus. I just smell bacon, go downstairs, see the grease in the pan, and be like, "Oh, there's not. There's usually like a little piece in there left over for someone doing a drive by to eat a piece of bacon." And I there made was enough not for the sandwich. If I wouldn't have asked you if you wanted a sandwich, it was nothing to do with the issue. sandwich. Yes, it was. All right, guys. I I apologize um, for the great bacon debate of 2021. Uh, as Steve and I mentioned, we are fighting, so we're going to see how this goes today. <laughs> this podcast based purely on chemistry, and we're going to do the best we can. Those who are married know it's just it's just a marriage <laughs> fight. It's not like we yeah. had an, uh, a fist fight downstairs, or uh, not yet, not yet. That's <laughs> not something we should joke about, but. It's one of those like. It's so I don't even want to say what it's about out loud because it's so embarrassingly stupid. Let's move on. Everyone who's in a relationship knows you have stupid things that you fight about. Yeah, that's currently what is permeating throughout our household right now. So some administrative things to get to before we dive into questions. As far as release day, I think this one's probably going to come out on Friday. Usually we were doing it on Mondays, but with me getting a part-time gig and, you know, life getting in the way, we think it's going to be Wednesdays going forward. But you know what? We're not beholden to anybody, so we're going to do the best we can. And that's all that we can do. Um, In the interim between pods, if you want to follow along, we have a subreddit and an Instagram account. They are both Dear Ashley Pod. Steve, uh, I mean, sorry, our social media manager was very active last week with sharing stuff. I don't think he quite shared everything he said he was going to, but it was close. So, so I want to a give step one, in the right direction. Great question. Uh, great question. Great uh, point. I'm trying to scroll to find it really quick. If you give me some uh, social media scrolling music, I'd appreciate oh. it. I'd like to thank thank Chris from the Finger Lakes for his amazing Photoshop of a squirrel jumping on my groin while it looks like I'm enjoying a nice cocktail in the sun at a backyard picnic. Chris from the Finger Lakes, his at handle is I just scrolled away from it at Why Chris I do from that? the Finger Lakes that's his name um, where'd it go where'd it go where'd it go where'd maybe go? we'll put that on Instagram as no well. I didn't want to why uh, at CJMOW CJMOW uh, it was a great photoshop really why, fun why go look it up on, on the internet I don't know okay not on the same page today <laughs> <laughs> let's just you know what I'll put it on Instagram let's just get into the question. great job CJMOW Dear Ashley, uh, my name is John. I'm from Mooshaw, Saskatchewan in Canada. Uh, I just listened to your podcast. I'm a little behind about the advice you were giving for Austin on boys will be boys, which is awesome, by the way. Um, I'm the dad of an eight-year-old girl, and I've always been curious 
what is some advice you would have for trying to get her to become a really confident, strong woman as she grows up, but not to be kind of a, an ass about it. And (laughs) it's kind of trying to balance that be a kind, caring person, but also stand up for yourself. And, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm doing it right for her. And so any advice you have is, really appreciate it so thank you so much and uh, yeah that's all thanks bye (laughs) john i appreciate you and i appreciate your question and i appreciate your sign off of that voicemail it was lovely I am going to be honest. I have an Real quick, sorry, entire before you get into the serious page stuff, there's... of notes. <laughs> I just want this one ad. Could have waited till the end. Probably. But, uh, there's no better Canadian name than Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. That felt really important to mention in the middle of my sentence. So I'm obnoxious today. I apologize. But if you stop, stop sliding moving. your stuff around next to the microphone. If you had to name a, a town or province in Canada. Moose Jaw, whoever named it, nailed it. Great. Maybe it was an eight-year-old girl who was looking on ways yeah, to maybe. become confident and yeah. strong-willed without being, you know, kind of an ass, as John said when he asked a question about that topic. Anyways, John, I appreciate you and I apologize. I have an entire page of notes on this um, because it's something I feel very strongly about, and it's a tough question to to answer. So I'm just going to fly through it and I have a bunch of arrows and circles of things I want to say in an order, but I don't know if I'm going to get to all of them or if it's going to make sense. So here we go. Uh, It is very important if they're interested for young girls to play team sports. It is, there's been a ton of research on it um, about how it improves their self-confidence It's important because they learn things like winning and losing. It teaches resilience. They also learn how to interact with and rely on other girls on their team. They get validation from coaches and girls and, you know, from within themselves rather than something that's just like boys. Yay. Um, There was a really interesting study that of across uh, 400 female executives worldwide, 94% of them participated in sports. It's, it is incredibly great for a young girl's confidence if she participates in team sports. That being said, if she's not into it, don't force her to do it. There are other group activities that she can do um, with other young girls, but you know, boys can also be involved, like theater, music, arts, It's all anything that kind of provides a place for kids working together to reach a common goal is going to have similar effect. So that's step one. Um, Step two, there's an interesting dynamic between moms and dads when raising kids. Obviously, they both kind of play different roles and moms are very important in establishing a young girl's um, body confidence and sense of self-image, but men play a really important role as well. Now, this is not a this is just a study. This is not a statement that I am making as a human, Stephen, but studies have shown that children consider Their moms love to be unconditional. It's like, yeah, mom loves me, of course. But a father's love isn't necessarily perceived the same way. And so it actually means more 
when dads express love to kids. And so I think if you find opportunities to do that, um, not just saying I love you, but also to like give her compliments and praise for things that are not just (laughs) about her appearance. A lot of times when you see like relatives and they haven't seen you in a while, they'll be like, oh, you're so beautiful. Come here, my beautiful girl. And it's kind of like the default adjective to describe young um, young girls. You can compliment her on things for like her patience or sharing with another kid or being like, hey, that was really clever. Or wow, you solved that problem in such a creative way. What a unique idea. So Praise her for things other than appearance that are based on her action or her personality. Um, I think it is really important for dads specifically to spend one-on-one time with girls doing things that are part of your everyday life that aren't necessarily stereotypical girl activities. So while she may be really into pink and glitter and unicorns, like that's totally cool, but you want her to to see that you enjoy her company as it pertains to your everyday life so like go grocery shopping with her if you're building furniture do that with her like teach her how to change a tire probably not at eight but like older and then give her opportunities to make decisions and offer her own opinion so if you're at the grocery store with a young girl be like hey what kind of cereal do you think we should get and give her a chance to make a decisive decision, like say something with conviction and then you show her that you're going to listen to her and it's okay for girls to make up their own mind. So often young women, actually every woman is built to kind of be a pleaser that they are, even we as women with high powered careers will hedge Anytime we ask for something, hi, I'm so sorry to bother you. I just wanted to reach out and see if maybe you could respond to this email I sent you three weeks ago. Like so many women start emails that way where men are a lot more decisive and full of conviction when they ask for something. And that is okay. You're not being a jerk if you say, hi, this is what I need. Thanks. So if you give her a chance to express her needs and wants, and then you res- like hear her and respect what she says, that will work wonders for her. The other thing we can do to help build up young women's confidence is not only allow them, but encourage them to fail. And I actually think this probably pertains to kids across the board. Um, all of this probably pertains to kids across the board, but there, there are a lot of recent studies that have shown that at the end of, I think it's lower school and into middle school, even though girls are now outperforming boys academically, their confidence plummets by like 33%, like as they're hitting puberty, it's really sad. And it's, I think so much of it is the media perception of self of image and all that stuff. But in any case, not only allow, but encourage them to fail and try new things. If you are, if you praise their effort rather than the results, they'll see that it's okay that they're not perfect. It's like, oh wow, you really went for that, huh? It didn't work out. That, that's cool that you still tried. 
What else can we do instead? And sharing your own experiences of when you make mistakes or when you screw up so that she sees that it's okay and that you don't have to be demoralized by failure. Um, okay, hold on. Let me check my notes and see what I'm doing. You did a really good job. I think uh, you're, you don't want to overwhelm them with too much because that's basically <laughs> what you're saying not to do to the kid too. Uh, I think there are some fun takeaways in there and some really smart takeaways in there. Um, Ashley, you can, you can say that you're one of the more, uh, passionate people about this topic in general, um, that if we were to be lucky enough to bring a female into this world one day, I know that there are certain things I would have to adjust on how we hang out with Austin or how we raise Austin or how we teach Austin to how I would have to adjust for, uh, let's call her. A young lady. A young lady. Um, <laughs> my mom's going to listen to this and be like, were you guys hinting at something? No, we're not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the key point I think in there is like, don't really adjust it. There are certain things here and there, but don't just do the dude stuff with the dude. Don't just do the girl stuff with the girl. Like yeah. have ex- mixed experiences. I loved how you said change a tire. Mm-hmm. Like just maybe go run over a nail, flatten your tire. Like, <laughs> what do we do? Help me figure it out. Uh, no, it was really good. I don't think um, you should go deeper into that because okay. it feels like a, a lot. lot more. But if you were to sum it up, did I sum up your feelings? And it don't do the – like in the dumbest way possible. If I'm summing it up as a dumb male – don't just do the dude stuff with the dude. Don't just do the girl stuff with the girl. Combine them. Sure. That's good. And then also go through the itemized list of everything I say. <laughs> Write out a transcript. Make yourself note cards. Hang them on your wall. <laughs> John, good luck. Send send us pictures of uh, the sign that says Moose Jaw. And then we'll- Yes, Canadian pictures. <laughs> Moose Jaw Canada pictures. Not pictures of you hanging out. Uh, that's that's that's, uh, that's daughter and dad time. Oh yeah, that's right. You don't, you don't want, want you don't want that to be performative be for the yeah. yeah. Don't be on the cell phone. Put oh, the cell that's phone good down. advice. Uh, yeah, Steve should follow it. I yeah, didn't she... say that. I didn't say it. All right. <sighs> Next question. <laughs> you said it with your eyes. <laughs> Next question. Dear Ashley and Steve, I just got back to my part. Rewind. Dear Ashley and Steve, I just got back. You nope. can keep all that in. Still no. You can keep all this in too. <laughs> Dear Ashley and Steve, I just got back to Still my- no. That's the wrong question. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> keep all this in. Dear Ashley and Steve, this is question one on the podcast. <laughs> question two, you're coming up next. Be patient. The voicemails we just don't label us. Don't worry about it. Go ahead, Steve. And, yeah, we should change that. Because it is the second question. We were voicemail one and then question one. You made the doc. <laughs> In honor of the Super Bowl, what are your favorite and or least favorite commercials? My least favorite changes weekly, but my favorite linked here uh, for your enjoyment is for a local DC pizzeria called Paisanos. For the listeners, it looks like an impressive high school computer class project that's accurate summation and has famous DC athletes dancing with pizza and singing a theme song. What you want. It's exactly a terrible it's exactly as terrible and fantastic as it sounds. I appreciate you and I appreciate your podcast. Carolyn. 
Caroline, I appreciate you and I appreciate your question very much. This is a great segue to my emotional rant from question one. My favorite commercial is the uh, Always Like a Girl campaign that they released during the Super Bowl two years ago, maybe? Sure. I think. Um, If you guys haven't seen it, go look it up. But essentially what it is is they get a bunch of um, different aged people, different genders, and ask them, show us what it means to run like a girl. Show us what it means to throw like a girl. Show us what it means to fight like a girl. And the boys and the men and the women all do this the stereotypical ditzy movements where like their hands are kind of flailing around and they're like, oh, I pretended to drop something, like period. Then they ask young girls the same thing and they run as fast as they can and they punch as hard as they can and they throw as far as they can. And the whole takeaway is when did like a girl become an insult? And it's really powerful to see that that kind of thinking can affect an entire society and culture. So if you haven't seen it, go see it. Now I'm going to turn off my serious switch My least favorite commercial. This is probably going to be controversial because it is a very popular commercial. Oh, boy. It is the how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll lollipop. Old school. It lives rent free in my brain (laughs) because it doesn't make any sense. There's a little naked boy. I don't know why he's naked. Walking around to various animals asking how many licks. Why is he naked? I don't know. Is that true? Yes. He walks around to various animals. He goes to a cow and a fox and a turtle and an owl. He's not. He's uh, naked. He might be naked. <laughs> you can see his butt. But crack. that uh, that is that is very 1980s animation on it. So it, they, I, they didn't like I, make him. Uh, it's not a full frontal. Yeah. But he doesn't have clothes on. Anyways, he goes to these animals. He asks them. It's, it's barely a drawing. I'm just telling you. <laughs> the turtle. The problem. Is barely that a turtle. Is, that is one. Small element of why Look, I have they an issue. Butt. They gave him a butt, and then you see the crack when he turns. Anyways, so he goes to these animals. He asks them how many licks it takes to get to this, the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop, and the animals are like, "I don't know. Go ask the fox. He seems to know." The fox is like, "I don't know. I never do it without biting it." And then the turtle's like, "I have never been able to achieve it without biting it." And they go to the owl, and the owl goes, "One, two, three, chomp, three, and he bites it." It's like, well. You'd ruined the, you ruined the joke with the biting comments earlier. If that was the payoff, it would have made more sense. And then it says, how many licks does it there's take? The world may never know. There's a minute-long version that has more animals. There's, oh, gosh, that's probably even worse. It's got 1.8 million views on YouTube. It's incredibly popular. It's in that song. I don't remember what song it is, but it's like, how many licks does it take till you get to the center of a... No, it's, it's, it's a different thing. I, That's it's a different, based off that. It's a, it's a very nudie based entertainment. It is a very culturally relevant and memorable yes. commercial. And it just has always bothered me because also they don't like they ask a question and they don't pay it off. And I think about it all the time because nobody has the patience to just lick it until you get to the middle. And so I've thought about it since I was a kid. And I think that's a very uh, critical way of looking at it. Ashley Ashley doesn't like movies that just end and don't really have resolution. Yeah, I need this, the payoff. This was just like 
a fun commercial where they're they're never going to end this commercial. I think in your brain, you want them to end the question the the question in the commercial with a very scientific seventeen. No, it takes seventeen licks to get to the very center of the tootsie. No, pop. if it was going to be Good a day, joke, sir. if it was going to be a joke, I'm okay with that. But they ruined, they stepped on it with like mentioning biting from the other ant. This is too much. I don't love that commercial. Steve, what do you think? So, Carolyn uh, mentioned a DC local commercial. Is it Carolyn or Caroline? Caroline. We don't know. Okay. Um, C A R O L I N E. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll take the L. She mentioned the local Pizzeria Paisano's commercial. There's a local DC commercial that is one of my favorite commercials of all time featuring an athlete I'm not fond of, an Alexander Ovechkin. It's the Eastern Motors car commercial from local DC, uh, the local DC area. I never seen it on I've never seen it on TV. I've never seen it uh, play anywhere other than YouTube. But it has a catchy, catchy jingle. It has, at the time, famous Baltimore and D.C. athletes like Ovechkin saying really funny lines and rapping this song at Eastern Motors. Your job, your credit. You've seen this before, right? Mm, like Clint so. Portis is in it. Ray Lewis is in it. Uh, it's pretty great. Um, that's my favorite like local commercial. But I also say that um, I really oh, – my, my mind's going blank now. Wait, I just like? I just had it up, and then I got worried. Oh, I really, really, I don't have a favorite commercial, but I really like things um, that stick. And right now, the Geico tag team whoop, there it is, commercial is stick. That's a is really sticking. good one. They brought back from 1993, DC, the Brain Supreme, and my man Steve Rowland to reenact a. Geico commercial about insurance and ice cream to the tune of Tag Team Whoop. There it is. And it works every single time it comes on. It came on a lot during football season this year. Uh, I smile every time I see it. Uh, go way back, back to the 90s though too. There's also Charles Barkley commercial where he played basketball against Godzilla. And then really, truly, okay, I nailed it. Found my favorite one. Favorite commercial is for the board game Crossfire. Oh, crossfire! Yeah! You all get caught in the crossfire! And there's like a guy on a hoverboard. Uh, It's the best. The game Crossfire wasn't the best. A very flawed game. Well, luckily nobody asked us to review actual board games. Just the (laughs) Crossfire is my winner. Thank you, Carolyn, Caroline. I appreciate you and your questioning your local DC pizzeria. Next question. Dear Ashley and Steve, I just got back to my apartment in the Northeast City after spending six weeks since Christmas at my parents' house. Either them or my sisters. <laughs> Either with them or my sisters. Thank you. I've been here for a week and I'm really lonely. I've got I've only got a couple friends in town and work is totally remote. So some days I literally don't see other people for more than a two-minute cashier interaction. Do you have any advice? I've got one sports-related hobby that I do on the weekends but during the week, I'm really, I'm really feeling it, and it sucks. Appreciate you guys, Catherine from Nashville. Catherine, I appreciate you. I appreciate your question. I'm sorry you're going through this. It is. This is a obviously really hard time for everybody. Everybody's got different stuff that makes this hard, um, and being lonely is brutal. And there's not a ton of good answers on ways to solve it. I would say. If you can get, if you can rope your family into Zooms, that's great. Um, If you play Zoom games with friends, that's also really great. 
we uh, if you haven't heard of Jackbox games, we've done that um, as a family. And Fun. every couple weeks, we'll have a game night with my brother and my sister and my mom. Um, and it's great. And if you don't have an Xbox or a, or a PlayStation or whatever, you can download it on your computer and then just share your screen on Zoom. And it's really easy. And you can play all kinds of different stuff with your family. It's really fun. Um, that was my big suggestion. Steve, do you have one? Yeah, I mean, that's a Zoom's kind of in my mind. It feels like it uh, reached its max of like annoyance for the pandemic. It's like I don't want to get on another Zoom, but it has worked if you found different ways to do it. I think uh, some online community underrated. Underrated is if hopefully you have an automobile, it's just getting in the car and going for a drive, mm. like going on a hike, like just a drive, especially while well, she said Northeast city, she's just from Nashville. Yeah. So I don't know where you are. Um, but just getting out of the house and did it the other day. So necessary. Yeah. Just go for a drive. Well, I mean, it's probably, look at stuff. it's probably easier for you because you got to get away from me and Austin. But if she's lonely and she's trying to solve her loneliness, that might feel more isolating. That's right. So what if, I what was, if you do this? Hold on. I just had a good idea. What if you make a list of, nostalgic movies that like really bring you back to your childhood or like good times you've had with friends in high school or college or what have you and pop one of those on when you know you're not feeling great see if you can have a a watch party with one of your friends or your sisters i think netflix enables you to like start the movie at the same time as somebody else and then you can text or chat about it while you're watching it um If you happen to be around my age, the Brandy version of Cinderella from 1997 is coming out on Disney Plus Friday, February 12th. So that may be a fun thing to watch. Okay, here's here's two more ideas. Now we're spitballing. Here we go. Get a crock pot. (laughs) (laughs) Love a crock pot. Love a crock pot. You can get really creative with a crock pot. I don't know if you know how to cook or you learn how to cook, but a crock pot is like a very easy entry into the cooking world that will make you feel like you made some sort of gourmet pulled pork or a great stew or a chili or a tortilla soup. Crockpot feels like a daily act, uh, a daily activity, a full day activity. Yeah. You Second can, idea. Oh, uh, just to add on to it, we're there are, no ideas if you go on to Reddit or Discord or other places that have online communities, you can find groups that are like cooking for beginners and then chat with people about what crockpot recipes you've tried. You know what I mean? Or go, if you haven't joined the Dear Ashley subreddit, jump in there and talk to other people who might be feeling lonely. Like you don't only have to talk about the podcast. You can be like, hey, I'm feeling lonely. Anybody else? You guys can talk to each other and hopefully make each other feel better. It's really good advice. I was also going to say there's other online communities besides Reddit, like Twitch, that you can go join a community or watch people mm. do things. Yeah, like, that's fine. And it's too. not just video games anymore. So people were reading screenplays. Fine. Um, so yeah, there's a ton of stuff out there on the internet. Just take some swings, man. Yeah, take try it. Swings. If it doesn't work for you, guess what? You never have to do it again and nobody has to know. The point you said about a movie's good, like a good comfort TV show. I've rewatched more shows than I've watched new shows since we've been in quarantine. Mm. Um, and it just feels like comfort. Like, oh, I know this thing. It brings me back to a time. I've watched Wayne's World three more times since. What? Yeah. It's, just, it's just comfort. Anyways, Catherine, good luck. We're thinking of you. We feel your pain. You're very special to us. I hope you get through this. Nashville's great. I'm going to go to Nashville sometime. Question. Dear Ashley, Steve, and Austin. 
Super love your podcast. Thanks. My two-year-old son has recently really gotten into dinosaurs, and we are constantly reading the same dinosaur book every night. Oh. Same. Do you have any suggestions on good dinosaur book, books books for his age? Any good TV shows, movie recommendations for dinosaurs, too? I appreciate you. Love, Whitney from Olath, Texas. Kansas. I read Texas. <laughs> it clearly says Kansas. Whitney, I appreciate you, and I appreciate your question. I have been there. Um... Wow, dinosaur books. Okay, how much time do we have? I also have six pages of notes. I'm just kidding. The ones we have um, might be a little too old for a two-year-old, but I like them because I wanted something that came with a phonetic spelling guide. Like, you may think the dinosaur names are easy to pronounce, but there are, I'd say, probably 10% of them that you just look at. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? What? How am I supposed to say that? So something with a phonetic spelling guide is really ha- is really helpful. We have um, my encyclopedia of very important dinosaurs. We have Smithsonian's Dinosaurs, a visual encyclopedia, second edition. Um, and a third one that we just got that I forgot to write down what the title was that he got from his aunt and uncle. But For something a little younger, I did a little Google search and it seems like dinosaur A to Z is a, is, would be good for, uh, two years. So try that one, see what you think. And then as far as, go ahead, Steve. As far as movies, shows, whatever, Dinosaur Train on PBS was a huge hit for us. I think that's all set on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, It's great. It's very informative. It is very cute. It has a catchy theme song. And there's also a new Disney Junior show that just came out called Dino Ranch, where they're pretty much like cowboys, but instead of riding horses, they ride dinosaurs. It's I'm pretty sure it came out in like February 2021. Like it's really new. Um, And then they also like catch dinosaurs i haven't watched a bunch of episodes but it's not violent and it's a cartoon so there's that and then maybe a little steve i'm curious of your thoughts on this our son was super into ice age 3 dawn of the dinosaurs but that might be a little old for two no throw on movie if you go for movies this is this is movies as we've established as oh sorry steve's sandwich artist and the movie (laughs) connoisseur so annoyed with me i'm not that Uh, was endearing Throw on Land Before Time. Land Before Time is like a nice dinosaur movie. There's like one or two scary parts where they get chased by a T-Rex. But that was a movie I saw as a kid. Austin enjoyed it the first time. Didn't really hold up. He he liked it the first time he saw it. He was bored. And then he got bored. Yeah. <laughs> but then he wanted to put up – but that's because I showed it to him like midway through his threes. And he wanted to watch Jurassic Park, which I don't recommend to show you <laughs> a two-year-old. You can show him like maybe like when they see the brontosaurus. That seems pretty cool. But what about uh, Ice Age? I feel like that's okay. Ice Age versus Dinosaur. Yeah. Age of Dinosaurs is fun. There's some like it's a this this is your your spinoff podcast of movies for kids. That's right. I should um, start it. There are some mature scenes where they make jokes about farting. <laughs> Those are the mature thoughts. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I say Land Before Time. Okay. Good luck. Dinosaurs are great. Learn all about them. My favorite's Quetzalcoatlus, even Here's, though it's a pterosaur. Here, real quick. Uh, here, you said something I've never heard of. Here's a, here's a giant really issue cool. that uh, you're probably understanding, but the listeners should un- understand too, that is a bit of a frustration. When we were growing up, <laughs> I remember five dinosaurs. The Stegosaurus, the Triceratops, the T-Rex, the Brontosaurus. And the pterodactyl. Yep. Those five were the main dinosaurs you learned about. Jurassic Park 
introduced the Velociraptor. Yep. So that's six dinosaurs on the board. <laughs> These, I won't swear, books have pages upon pages in the hundreds of different dinosaurs. <laughs> There's a dinosaur called the Utah Raptor. Yep. There's one dinosaur called Baryonyx, which I'm pretty sure <laughs> a guy named Barry made up and got the name. Also, the pterodactyl been replaced. It's now the pteranodon is the more interesting flying dinosaur. <laughs> and Brontosaurus is Bonus, Brontosaurus is Brachiosaurus. Brachiosaurus. Well. They've been wiped out for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> It's really frustrating. You have to learn. You're going back to learning about dinosaurs again uh, as a parent. In a whole new You're like, world. oh, I know about dinosaurs. And you're like, Hoangosaurus. <laughs> Pachycephalosaurus? There, There's it's a micro-pachycephalosaurus. It's insane. It's, oh, it's Ankylosaurus is kind of cool, though. Yeah, Ankylosaurus some is cool really cool. Well. Anyways, good luck. Dinosaurs are great. Strap in, because that uh, that phase is probably going to last a while. You're going to learn way more than you Good wanted luck. to. Next question. Dear Ashley and Steve, what is the worst piece of Chex Mix? <laughs> I say the breadstick, but a lot of my friends say the pretzel, which is very wrong. My definitive ranking of Chex Mix pieces from best to worst is as follows. Corn Chex, wheat Chex, pretzel, brown flatbread, breadstick. Wow. And if you don't save the piece with the most seasoning for last, you're wrong. Okay, we'll put a pin in that. <laughs> also, for discussion's sake, please use the original flavor. Got it? I really, really appreciate you putting <laughs> that in there. Thanks for keeping me and presumably others entertained as I work from home. Stay safe. Uh, Clista. Did I get that right? Yeah. Two syllables. Clista. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Clista in Lake Lane, Florida. I love this question. Clista, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate your question. I do think Steve and I are going to be on the same page here. Steve, as our snack expert, why don't you take the lead on this one? Well, I'm going to do like a bunch of different. Uh, You're, different why are you flexing your fingers? I'm He's nervous. so fired up right the, now. The piece with the most seasoning, where the corn chicks and the wheat chicks kind of had a baby, and you get the corn chicks with a lot of wheat chicks dust and mm -hmm. a little bit of. The brown flatbread dust on there too is by far the best piece. And bags of Chex Mix I've recently got have multiple pieces of that in there. Mm. And I eat those immediately. Yeah. Those are so good. Mm -hmm. uh, it might be my favorite snack piece. Wow. Uh, that is number one. The flat brown – the brown flatbread – uh, is number two. Yeah, this was a this was a recent discovery for me because oh, I great. I used to also be into the corn. I also would have gone corn checks, then wheat checks, but the brown flatbed I, became better to me as an adult, and now it's my favorite piece, it's, which is fascinating. Yeah, and then you go wheat checks above corn checks, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Um, but the question, and then pretzel breadstick there's two different kinds of pretzel though too that's why i got nervous there's like variables to this there's the pretzel that looks like that has like a looks like a window there's a cross in the middle of it yep. and there's a circle pretzel yeah the circle pretzel is better because you can put a piece of corn checks or wheat checks on top of it make a little checks mix sandwich <laughs> a little slider a little slider just a slider and then the window check and the pretzel the but problem with the pretzels in checks mix is that they're like the chicken and waffles and chicken and waffles in that when you 
think, hey, chicken and waffles, that sounds great. But the waffles are never good as if you just made a waffle. And the fried chicken's never as good as if you just made fried chicken. So you're taking like me two mediocre things and putting it together. And it the, the idea is better than the result. And both pretzels in the Chex Mix are like underwhelming pretzels. If you put only those pretzels in a bag and then here's some Chex Mix pretzels, they would stink because I don't know if they don't have enough salt on them or they're too... They're too thick, but it's just like, these aren't these aren't a good pretzel. They're okay in the context of this Chex Mix bag, but they're not great on their own. The question was to start too, what is the worst piece? Yeah, the breadstick. It's, it's the, the breadstick. You're She's right. absolutely right. <laughs> Your friend is wrong, whoever says the pretzel. The pretzel is she the perfect- She said a lot of her friends. Oh, pretzel is the perfect complimentary item. It is not the star, it is a role player. It is a power forward that can get rebounds. It is not the score <laughs> in this triangle <laughs> offense of Chex Mix. I love, love, love that she was specific with uh, that it used the original flavor. The second, just for, for the listeners out there, the second best flavor is the cheddar flavor. It is. Then there's also the like, um, there's like a Worcestershire Worcestershire one. It's like oh. a party mix that isn't great. Yeah. And then there's the truffle one too. Is it truffle or turtle? Truffle. No, no. Truffle. I mixed up my teas. <laughs> uh, the, there's like a turtle mix with like um, it has M and M's in it, but also has something like those crunchy like caramel popcorn shits that are. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> and um, it kind of ruins it. Uh, original Chex Mix. Also, just another topic I'm very passionate about. Uh, best. Gas station snack purchase. Check mm, for a road trip. For a road trip. Or just in general. If you're like, hey, I got some gas. I'm hungry. I need a snack. I don't want a lot. Throw in a bag of Chex Mix. And if you don't finish it, toss that bad boy in your glove compartment. <laughs> you got a surprise later in your week when you're stuck in traffic. And you're like, I'm starving. Oh, I put the Chex Mix in the glove compartment. And it's only breadsticks because you didn't want to eat any of them yeah, the first yeah, time. Yeah, that's, right? that's a good point. <laughs> Life's about the simple pleasures. All right. Next question. Hi, Ashley. Uh, I guess these two. Why not? Um, so my situation is that I, uh, I fucking hate this voicemail already. <laughs> Do it again. Okay. Dear Ashley, first and foremost, I appreciate you. Steve, not so much. Um, just kidding, Steve. You're all right. Um, I am currently in the process of finding new, a new apartment and moving, and it's because of a... Uh, I'm I'm ending a relationship on on very good grounds. We're very friendly. Uh, we've been sharing the apartment for the last couple months, waiting out the lease. Um, but I this is the first time in a really long time that I am going to have an opportunity to furnish and decorate my own place. Um, I was wondering how much should I change my decor, my furniture um, from the old setup um, and. Should I get a different couch? Should I change the couch that I have? Is it going to be weird to explain to people that I've had this couch since my ex got it? <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, just like trying to figure out that level of how much I should keep and how much I should change. Uh, love you guys. Mean it. Okay. Nice. Uh, first, you didn't leave your name. So I appreciate you and I appreciate your question, but we're going to have to come up with a name. He asked a lot about couches, so I was thinking, name him Oscar. 
Oscar the couch. <laughs> or Bob for like Bob's discount furniture. <laughs> what should we call him? Tim for Tim Couch, the yeah. former Cleveland Browns quarterback. Yeah, that's a very specific joke. Oscar well, so is way is more broad. Oscar is incorrect. <laughs> Oscar the couch. Actually, all right, he's Oscar. <laughs> Oscar. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your question. That is tricky. The voicemail was a little hard to hear, so if you guys didn't hear, Oscar is breaking up with somebody. They're moving out. He is getting a new apartment. He has most of the furniture left over from the relationship, and he's not sure how much of it he should keep. He hasn't been able to decorate his own place in a while, so what should he do? And I think first and foremost, we need to address your fear of having to explain to people that come over that you've had that couch since your ex got it. Because I don't know that anyone's going to ask you that. I don't think that's going to come up. I agree. Up. No one cares, but get rid of the couch. I would say the couch is the first thing. What you if get the rid couch of. is super comfortable? Because, let me just, my rationale. Okay. All the other furniture, if, if intact and clean and feels like you can get some more use out of it another year or two, keep it. Because furniture shopping stinks. <laughs> couch shopping is fun. Finding a new couch is fun. And it also is like the centerpiece of an apartment um, or a home. And if you get to start over with any uh, appliance or furniture piece, Mm -hmm. it is a couch. So I would say dump that couch, especially because there'll be little things about it that you'll see or you'll you'll notice. I don't know if I agree with you. Toss the couch, start from scratch with the couch, keep everything else. Here's why I'm I'm on the fence. Because if it's a good couch and you love that couch, you are on amicable terms with your ex. And couches are sneaky expensive. Like, not even that sneaky. They're pretty expensive, They're expensive for a good one. The, my point is like, it's, it's I don't a, know that I want to I want to burn all that money to get a couch that I don't like as much. It's a good reset, though. A couch, a couch signif- a new couch signifies a new start or a new reset. Yeah, I think that's fair. It ties the room together, too. Yeah. I so think with, can... the, with the other furniture, if... You haven't tried this before. Refinishing furniture is really fun. Steve just glared at me because he. I went through a phase when I did that a lot, and I would take over our garage and have tarps and paints. You had one amazing uh, refurbishing furniture moment, and it it was one of the best things of side projects that you didn't tell me about that you just did. <laughs> and found out once I started smelling the paint later. But then you had one terrible what was the oh the chair oh the chair was so bad i no, tried to use chalk paint on the chair that was a mess that, that's not even what i'm talking oh, about which one i'm talking about the kitchen table chairs in our apartment that you decided needed their legs spray painted oh indoors in an apartment okay, that was just a bad decision but they looked so much better but the, the attempt to spray paint in an apartment... Uh, Where the windows don't open. Well, they did. They just they didn't crack. open very much. It, that was a poor decision. Uh, the chair that I tried to use chalk paint on instead of like re... Uh, when you put new fabric Coat? on. No, when you like change the fabric. I forget what it, that word is. There's a word for it. Uh, that was tough. But dressers, desks, things you can paint very easily That's might fun. be a fun project and also... I've been thinking about actually doing that during the pandemic now that I don't live in an apartment with tiny windows might be something fun for you to do and allow you to save money while still kind of changing the feel of your, oh God, I get it wrong every time. Decor. 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 I cannot say it. That is a word that I change the way I say decor. Decor. I say 
decor 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 i can't do it i don't know why that's just a block in my brain so i don't know steve and i aren't sure about the couch but i would say it depends how comfortable your couch is if your couch is incredible i say buy it get some new throw pillows and a new blanket and like a new rug and it'll change the feel but if it's only mediocre then you know splurge a bit get yourself a nice couch refinish your furniture and then just spend a lot of time looking at pictures to get a sense of what you like and what you don't like. There was when we lived in our first house, I kept coming back to a look that I was like, oh, I really like this look. I don't know what color this is. And it was grayish. It was like a taupey gray mix. And I was like, this, I would never have looked at that paint on a shelf and thought I liked it. But when you pair it against white trim, it looked really cool. So just try to, you know, look at pictures and see what stands out to you. Have fun. I love decorating stuff. It's great. Steve, you haven't said anything in like five minutes. Or do you have five minutes. Anything else you want no, to say? No, that's great. I, we disagree on the topic. I say keep the couch. Or, I'm sorry. No, I say get a new couch. It's a new start. New couch. It'll Every time you look at it, you'll smile. You'll not think of the other stuff. New couch. So we're split. We're split. We're let, split the red, the let the Reddit decide. The okay. Reddit has some good advice in there. Yeah, they agree with you a lot more than I would have thought they did. But it is what it is. <laughs> a rational human. <laughs> Good luck, Oscar. Have a blast. And please Oscar. let us know your real name. <laughs> a call back and like, yeah, also like, what's with the I guess, Oscar? What's the call back one? Tell us your real name. Then tell me two things. Apologize that, to Steve. No, no, don't apologize. Tell to me. me two things you like. About I, me. There's nothing I love more than some good, critical, constructive feedback. So give me two pieces of feedback when you call back and tell us your real name that you forgot to give on the podcast. Ooh, Steve, let's not ostracize our listeners. I'm we not, love them. I'm not. All right, before we go, time for happies and crappies. Oh, we should do like Yay. a happies and crappies. <laughs> oh, there's a that's a sound effect we did. <laughs> I'm going to go first um, with my... We should call it crappies and happies because I want to do crappies first. Okay, go ahead. My, okay, time for crappies and happies. Okay. <laughs> I spent over two hours at the DMV yesterday and left with nothing. That sucked. I give a little dot, dot, dot for the third time. Yeah, for the third time. And this is going to sound so superficial and annoying. But honestly, I think the worst part about it is that I've been going trying to get a new license. And so I've showered and like done my hair and put on makeup every time thinking I was going to get my picture taken. Oh, stop. And I hated my last license photo. So I've like kind of put in effort and to do that three times for no reason has been horrendous. And I'm very upset about it. So that stunk. Steve, what stunk for you? Tom Brady winning another Super Bowl. You said you liked witnessing greatness. I did, but it was still such a bummer, man. It's a crappy. He uh, he dominates. It's such a bummer. Okay. I'm so I, I'm so happy we lived in this era to watch him. But man, I just want another team to take home the trophy at some point. Last year was great seeing Patrick Mahomes go against the 49ers. Felt like ah, a dawn of a new era in the NFL. We have the sick defense in San Francisco. We have this awesome offense in Kansas City, and then Tom comes. To Tampa, and now there's more players saying they want to come join them. I read today that Adrian oh, Peterson wants to go to Tampa Bay, who looked good this year and would make uh, them even better. There's some receivers like Allen Robinson. I don't know. Is Adrian rooming. Peterson going to start over Lashawn McCoy? No. He didn't play a snap. No, no. But there, imagine if you have Barber, Fournette, and Peterson. They can, they have three different styles of running backs that can just run over people and give different options. This isn't sports talk. Okay, but. 
I don't know. That was the first thing that came to my head. I ultimately liked it, enjoyed it. I watched the whole ceremony afterwards. Him and Gronk together were kind of like goofy. Him, I will say him being drunk was the most drunk I've liked him in a long fun. time. Yeah. <laughs> and my happy, uh, this is, I mean, this is something that caused me to just delightedly giggle. Even oh, wait, though... this is my crappy. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's no, no, your happy is tangentially related to my crappy. Okay. Uh, we have recently started instituting family shoots and ladder showdown before bedtime. And the first night we played Austin beat us. And then last night, uh, Steve had just gotten the ladder that goes the whole way up from like the 20s to the 80s Hell to yeah. take the lead. And on the next spin, Austin got a five to put him on the 81 or whatever that wins the game. And so as soon as he realized this, our son stood up on his chair and started shaking his butt in our face said, and going oh, yeah. like, I, oh, win. Yeah. I win, oh yeah, I win. And we're like, what are you doing? He's like, this is the winning dance. I win, I, win. I get to do it when I win. I win. And we're like, what are you? taunting us he taunted us it was uh probably not great in terms of parenting but in moments no. of pure comedy it was hysterical we do make him say good game good game but afterwards. he said it so begrudgingly he's like good, good game, game. <laughs> like there's an implied suckers at the end of it he's like good game he is going down tonight <laughs> i've gotten last last place i'm like i'm like in the, the teens and ashley and austin are battling it out for first uh, he's going down that little... I think, and I don't know if this is a real thing, but I used to be a very lucky person, and I am not anymore, and Austin is. And I think when I had that child, I imparted all of my luck into him. And you know what? I resent him for it a little bit. Sure, that's sound. <laughs> you gave someone amazing parenting advice earlier, and now you're like... <laughs> Don't have kids, they steal all your I luck. I didn't say don't have kids. Maybe if you're <laughs> unlucky, you can give the kid your your lack of luck, and then you'll be luckier. Who knows? But I used to be lucky, and I'm not anymore, and Austin got it all. Okay. I think we're done here. Yeah. Oh, I got to read a review. Thank you guys so much for all of your questions. We appreciate them, and we appreciate you times infinity. Remember, if you want to support us, you can go to anchor.fm slash dearashley. There is a button where you can find a bunch of platforms where you can listen to the pod. If you hit play on a few of them simultaneously in different tabs, then guess what? We get multiple listens and you don't even have to actually listen to them. You can just put them on mute and then you can go wipe up that stain that's been bothering you on the floor. You don't know where it's from. Like, is it dirt? Is it blood? Is it juice? Is it salsa? Who's to say? Go find it and get a, get a rag and wipe it up and you'll feel so much better about yourself. You can also hit that subscribe button, smash it, maybe try to break the screen on your iPhone, and also (laughs) rate and review it. You can rate us five stars. There's no other option. Rate us five stars. (laughs) Or you can leave us a delightful review like this one from Four Eyes, All Ears. Ashley gives such good advice, and it comes from a real honest and compassionate place where it feels like you asked a close friend. Oh. Five stars. It's very sweet. I hope you didn't break your, your screen. No, she sounds sweet. Okay, cool. cool Smash cool. that subscribe button, rate and review. We have 322 ratings right now. That's a lot. I appreciate all 322, but the others of you that listened, and I know how many of you are. Yeah, there's more than that. I'm expecting that number to go up. Yeah, yeah. In the nicest way possible. That's not your nice voice. That's I'm the, the menacing voice. I'm the least threatening human in the world. <laughs> 
Don't forget, you can call us at 929-399-4606. Or if the idea of calling and leaving a voicemail terrifies you, write us an email at dearashleypod at gmail.com. Talk to you soon. Peace out, dude.